Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. Hey there, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast that talks to hikers and gets to know the hiker behind the trekking pole. The podcast that takes me, Andy Neal, a new hiker, and attempts to demystify hiking as I'm on this journey, on this trail myself. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out all the different ways you can listen to the Hiker Podcast, go to hikerpodcast.com. You can also follow us on all the various social media networks, Instagram, Facebook. I guess not all of them, just Instagram and Facebook. But yeah, go to hikerpodcast.com for all of your hiker podcast needs, including leaving an Apple podcast review. It's super helpful. Also, if you want to contact me, go to andy at hikerpodcast.com. And so excited um, just for the season we're going into here. Um, You all have just been so cool to me. So thank you. This week, we have Heather Diaz, an amazing person and hiker who I met through Instagram. Actually, I believe through Prodigy um, introduced us on Instagram, I believe, if, I, if I'm thinking back correctly. And um, Heather is an amazing day hiker, through hiker, weightlifter, advocate, outdoor educator, just an amazing person. And we talk about so many things, including just, you know, issues on the trail and how to you know be fit on the trail and incorporating you know, exercise and just so many good things. And I just, I learned a ton from Heather. So with that, we are going to have Heather Diaz here on the show, but first we'll have a quick word from anchor podcast. If you want to create your own podcast, uh, anchor.fm is the way to do it. And after that quick word from me about anchor, we'll be talking with day hacker through hiker runner, weightlifter, Heather Diaz. I started hiking this last year uh, on Instagram and I don't think there is anybody more encouraging I have found with her daily posts and just her words of wisdom and just overall just coolness and niceness I've seen on the trail uh, than my next guest Heather Diaz also known on Instagram as hike and lift how are you doing today Heather I'm doing great and TGIF <laughs> well, it, is, <laughs> it is Friday yes so let our let our listeners know who you are, where you come from, um, kind of what what you're into as far as hiking goes. Yeah. So um, for my background, I actually was a former long distance runner. Um, I grew up in the suburbs of Houston, Texas. Um, to me, Houston, it's like a concrete jungle. And in the suburbs, in particular, it's it's those type of neighborhoods. Like I grew up in, like literally, there's like four or five different types of like models out there and all the houses look the same <laughs> and it takes like 15 minutes to go to the grocery store. So for me, um, running was something accessible. Like it was something that I can do. All it required was a pair of shoes. Um, and you know, when growing up and it went to the grocery stores like 15 minutes away, like 
running was the only thing I can do. And it symbolized independence, freedom, solidarity, being outside. Even though I was, um, I grew up, you know, playing basketball because, you know, part of that timeline, because I'm 32, it was like in the 90s, the Rockets were like, you know, winning. We had a WNBA, the Comets. So basketball was like all the like thing you do. But still, like, even with that, like, I didn't like, I mean, you had requires people to play with. So running was just a thing I always was kind of gravitated towards. And then um, it just, it kind of started from there and then blossomed to something beautiful, which was hiking and through hiking and backpacking. Um, but of course, through that, um, I got on to what, what changed running to me spending time outside was um, meeting the running community in Houston. And it was just something like amazing. I didn't know there's that a community of people who loved one interest existed and everyone was just so nice. When you go to this one park, everyone just greeted you, welcomed you. And it was something that I never heard of and I made the best as a friends. So that just, that made it just something like I like loved running, you know, I loved escaping, going to experiencing, going to different parks. Cause that was a kind of the concept when I met my friends, we would travel and just run wherever there's like beautiful trails out there and then everything, so that changed a lot. And then I moved to San Francisco and, um, and then that, and that changed cause it's like, it's NorCal. It's beautiful out there. It's like, there's Tahoe, like a few, like a, a few hours North, um, there's central coast. Um, and then the Bay area, the San, Santa Cruz mountains, there's so many different mountain ranges to explore. But when I moved there, um, I didn't have a car, so I just stuck with running because that's what I knew. It's what I'm familiar with, and that's I think that's sometimes people do that. They just gravitate towards what they what they know, and I really like and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed like running to the coast um, and just trying like thinking that man, I wish I can just be here forever, but I have to run back because I didn't bring a lot of water or food. I'm and I get really hangry. So then, um, so that happened, and then what kind of kind of got me into hiking, um, was actually meeting my, my partner because, um, he was into, he's from the a, like a Bay area native and he actually works in the parks. And, um, we met actually the online dating. And then one of his first things he asked me is like, he thought like, he thought it was cool like, to run. And he, I know I saw that he liked to be outside and hike around and he asked me to go on a hike, which the one question that changed everything, <laughs> like, would you want to go on a hike? Um, and then I said, yes, but of course that's me to her copy first. And then, cause I don't know him and I thought it was the coolest thing meeting someone that like works in this space that lives and breathes in. And I was like, I want to know what it's like. And, um, and that just blew my mind just, you know, from running in the San Francisco to like slowing down and like learning about nature and learning about the environment. Cause since he was in the space, he knows a lot about the, you know, the environment, the ecosystems, the wildlife. And he's just like, we're stopping and he's like pointing everything out. And he's teaching about the, like the animals, the mountains, the, the ranges. And I'm like, how do you know all this? And like, when someone explains it to you in that sense, it just like makes you like take a step back and think like, like why like I've never experienced anything like this before why has no one shown it to me like why does no one talk about it like because it just makes it a whole different experience and just like you know and, and then instead of me you know earlier just running through everything I guess it was the adrenaline rush I was chasing 
But then this was just like, it just blew my mind, like having this experience. So that's what kind of, you know, got me into hiking. And I guess my background from running to go to hiking. Um, and I can go more into that, but I know you have other questions to ask. <laughs> you want to. Uh, no, that, that, that's awesome. A follow up on that. You talked about growing up in Houston, uh, being a concrete jungle, and then later you, you go into the, the Bay Area. I know for myself, having grown up in, in Los Angeles and Las Vegas areas, I didn't, not only did I not get a chance to go out into the outdoors a lot, I didn't really have an interest in it because I didn't, I didn't have any exposure to it. Um, yet. I find myself still, even though I live in rural Oregon now, I still love the big city. I still love, you know, going home to LA and Vegas, but I still love the outdoors. Do you find yourself sometimes maybe torn between like you, you like being in the city, but you still like being in the outdoors or how do you, you know, being in the Bay area, how do you kind of balance the, 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 the advantages of being in the city, but also the advantages of being out in the wilderness? That's a good question. And actually, I'm going through that process at this exact moment <laughs> because, um, like, we loved San Francisco so much. And, like, um, and then we did the, you know, the PCT. And then we realized I can't do the city life anymore. So then we moved to Santa Cruz. And now during the pandemic, we're fighting, like, what to do next because we're trying to move and we're like where do we go do we go further out in the mountains or do we go back in the city because i guess the other biggest struggle with living a city life is that you know you miss the like the typical city lifestyle you miss the concerts you miss the you know yes, the gathering, yes. you miss the social interaction and um and you miss friends being close and the most difficult part i guess is just being in the living like in the, uh, the coast where we live, it's just that you literally have to go over a mountain because it's like over 17 and people struggle to do that. Or it's been hard to see friends because friends don't want to go over there. We don't want to go over to the hill to see our friends. So like, it's been so nice. And we actually, we had to come to this decision, like, you know, what do we want? And we actually decided recently we're going to move just back to San Jose because um, we can still be near the mountains it might not be a few minutes away, but we also, we could be closer to friends. We find it was a good balance, but that was like a huge conversation. And, um, it took a few years to figure it out. Um, but so, yeah, so yeah, it is challenging. And right now we've decided to find a place in the middle. Um, some, and we're still close, relatively close to a park and we're not like, we're not in the city per se, but like, that's something that it's, it, it's challenging it's so challenging now. And this is something, a, a temporary solution we have. And we decided that when we, you know, because we signed our lease, um, it just happened a few days ago that like, we'll, you know, a, years, a few years from now, we'll come have this conversation together and decide what's next for us. But yeah, so that's still a question we have. But right now we found a temporary solution <laughs> to find a good balance because we still miss the city. And even though it's the pandemic and we can't, we have to be like, we can't, there's no concerts anymore. But we figured out that um, at least we can be closer to people. We can have like safe uh, interactions um, in that closer distance. Awesome. Yeah, I've, 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 I find the same thing too so often. Um, you you want to be... I like being in areas where you can have both. I know my, my have family in Reno. And so I like going, going and visiting them because you're in Reno, but then you can be in Tahoe in 20 minutes. It's just, exactly. 
trying to find that balance is always it was hard when you you love the cultural stuff and the, and the friends and the concerts and the food but at the same time it's like i need to get away from the asphalt it's so hard exactly um, exactly but i will not go back to the city city that's for sure like you will not find me living in like downtown san francisco anymore <laughs> <laughs> i will not be there i'm done <laughs> Absolutely. I, I totally feel you on that. So you talked about the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, speak a little bit about how, how you, uh, what, what got you on the trail? What got you from from long distance running to, you know, hiking with your partner to, hey, let's go do a through hike? Yeah. So um, this is something that I always feel like Nick's talking about, but I should just own it and be confident. So um, the, the true story is that this the Pacific Crest Trail wasn't my my dream. It was my my dream originally. I had like a whole like I think a five year ten year plan, and it, 2017 symbolized the year. It was like five years after I moved to San Francisco, and I decided I'm going to travel. I'm going to travel, and I'm going to try to. My my goal was that by five years, I want to know like where else I'm going to live. I just thought like that would be a good point in my life. So then, um, and I met my, my partner in 2015 and he had this, he had this dream of hiking the PCT for like forever. And he was telling me about this. And this was a constant like issue in our relationship. Cause he's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I was like, you can't like, um, whether I, and we don't know what's going to happen in our relationship. Diet, but I told him I have my plan too. <laughs> and I was going to travel. I was going to travel abroad. And then we kept talking about it. And, and then as he introduced me to backpacking and to hiking, um, I realized like my overall goal was like, was having like, just taking time off and having an adventure. And I thought, you know what, let's, I'll, I'll do it with you. Or like, I'm going to do my travel abroad trip. And we went back and forth. Um, and we decided that we're going to all like, we'll do the PCT together. And it was a, it was a huge decision because, um, it was either like being away for five months and seeing how, what would happen to relationship. And that also go and coincides with through hiking as a couple, cause we've been together for two years and we heard there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a, I know there's not, it's a mixed conversations about hiking as a couple. Um, sometimes, you know, we heard, we used to listen to that one podcast. It was, um, um, sounds of the trail and they had a whole like episode about it. And it's like, they could break couples apart, could bring them closer. So it was a really scary conversation. Um, and, and that, I think that was the only factor from us, like, you know, like what this is going to do to a relationship. But, um, but I was actually really happy that it all happened. And, you know, I hate to think about, like I said, I you know, piggybacked on this, but in a sense, like I was really like, I shouldn't hate it or anything like that. I should just embrace it and love it. And cause it was one of the best decisions ever in my life. Cause I did want that adventure. I did want to, to travel and I did want to like get outside of my comfort zone. And the coolest thing about it was that, um, I saw was that how running, how like that even though I had like, didn't have much ex- backpacking experience or hiking experience, like running gave me like 15 years of experience of just that, having that, men- that uh, the endurance mentality. I know the form. I just like, if you know the form of running, you know, the form walk and cause the form is everything like form. If you have that right, like you're taking the least amount of energy to just keep moving. 
Um, and that's when we, we were taught. They're like, if you really want to be a fast runner is like to like, um, to just run efficiently. So I was, I just, I know how to hike efficiently and I've, um, I know how to hike efficiently. I know about the breathing because breathing also helps you like, I guess, med- medita- meditate on the trail. So I was like, Hey, I can, I can do long distances. I know about like all the techniques. Um, the only thing I have to really adapt to is just like, it's just being okay that I'm going to sleep outside and I love nature. And I always thought about, like I said earlier, I was like, if I run, like when I run long distances, I always thought about like, Oh, like wouldn't it be nice to be here forever? And then with through hiking, it's like, wait a minute, I can be there forever. So it's like all my running dreams are coming true because I've always gone to this point that I gone to a place and I just want to stay there. It's like, wait, I can do that with through hiking and I get to slow down and take my time and travel. So it kind of blew my mind how everything kind of go, all my experience actually goes hand in hand. And just because I didn't have that, like I didn't grow up, you know, and, and NorCal being had this like access to it doesn't mean I'm not capable, capable of it. So I just saw something like my, my mind, I saw something, I was like, wow, I can do this. But all I have to do is that because I'm not as experienced um, with like, you know, with backpacking, I guess per se, um, I just have to like brush up my skills. And that just means that like, like, you know, leaning into Steven for all these questions, for all these guidance and questions. And then also doing my part of doing with research on the, on and the gear. Cause I felt like something that I am, um, that was something that I just knew. And I like, when I was listening just to the, the podcast, I was listening to like whatever I can get information on. I was like, that's something that I really have to um, spend time with doing research with gear to make sure I have all the proper tools to make sure I can do this hike. And I, and, and that's what he helped me the most through all of it. And, but yeah, so that's what got me into through hiking the PCT. It was just like, I, you know, um, yeah. So that was kind of a, um, a bit of a roll <laughs> you, you've, you've talked a lot on your Instagram about, about, about feeling accepted on the trail. Can you talk a little bit about the, the through hiking community and, and your experience getting on the trail, uh, going as a couple, which, you know, you hear, you hear all the things like don't go as a couple yeah. or, yeah. and then you think all the different you know things about that, but talk a little bit about the, the through hiking, your experience with the, the through hiking community. What, once you got on the Pacific Crest trail? Yeah. So generally the community was, was pretty good. Um, it, we ditch, it was, everyone was nice to us. Um, I, we did struggle though. Um, I guess, like being seen as a couple, like and we, we always had these conversations back and forth, like, and we still to this day are, um, struggled to identify, like, like, I guess like for us, I felt like it was more challenging feeling like we belong. And sometimes I go back and forth. Is it because like, um, you know, was it because of the color of my skin or is it because we were a couple and, um, people saw us differently, but yeah. So, so it was something that, and it's nothing bad at all. Like everyone was generally pretty nice, open, welcomed. Um, the, the only, no one said anything blatant too. And that's the reason why when we were hiking, we were, it, it was all great and a lot of fun. Um, and the, the one thing that we did notice is that when there was a lot more couples than we expected on the trail and we loved talking to them, it just made us feel like a lot more comfortable 
because we're all going through this, the same, like the same path. We're all going to the same turn no matter what, that we're all like willing to take this risk with the relationship. And it, some people didn't even see it as a risk. I saw it as like an adventure doing something together. And some people, we met a couple that was like, I was their honeymoon, um, was hiking the trail. So it made it a lot more exciting and it related a lot more to, to them. Um, because I felt like, you know, like their couple had, you know, each couple, as like they had their own goal or mindset to it. Um, but other than that, everyone was generally, I guess, like nice. Um, up front, no one said anything, you know, everything's up front. I, there was other things though that did bother me, um, which I can go into later, but it wasn't like, it was not anything that like, um, that made us angry or anything like that. It was more like, are we getting like, uh, are we getting asked these questions because we're a couple or do we not like look like we don't make it? <laughs> do, are, we, like, are we that weird couple like that? Um, that you, like, you know, you might see from afar and see you ask like, are we like, are we that like, are, are, are we weirdos? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but generally everyone was pretty nice. And, no problem, you had, you had mentioned something and I do want to get into because I feel like there's something that needs to be addressed in the, in the hiking in the outdoor community. Um, you know, it's easy for me to get into hiking in the outdoor community being a, you know, white, middle class, cisgender, straight dude. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, it, I, as I've been doing this podcast, I've been learning so much and, and so many people have been so just kind just to educate me. Um, what needs to change from your perspective, being a Latina in the outdoor community, um, having been on the PCT, what things need to change in the outdoor community to be more inclusive so everyone feels welcome on the trail from your perspective and your experience? Yes. Um, so I have like, I've been thinking about this topic a lot and I um, actually just wrote an article about this and I spent like three months um, like putting this into to writing. So I'm glad I can talk about it. Um, the one thing that I was kind of hinting with the early question is that, and I haven't heard anyone talk about is that, um, despite I said that there's no, like, there's no blatant comments I received. And I think a lot of that was because, you know, me, my boyfriend, he's, you know, he's white. Um, so I think people were, you know, they wouldn't say mean things at all to me because he's there. Um, he's like, you know, big, tall, white dude. Like, you know, you don't want to, like, I feel like people um, are a little bit nicer and doesn't, like, because of it. <laughs> but um, I, I do see that there's two things that bother me, and it's, um, you know, microaggressions, and it is implicit bias. And I guess with actually in stereotyping, um, I think like, those are three things that, that people don't talk about that frustrates me the most because I don't look like a stereotypical hiker. And now I am really grateful that um, the media and the brands are featuring a lot more diverse hikers. Cause when I first started, I didn't get into hiking the Bay area because I didn't see anyone like me. Like I just saw this exclusive elite club and I just thought this, this isn't for me. It's just all about this. Like you can only do it if you have a car um, and I didn't have a car, <laughs> he had money, he can travel and he had this, you know, this really nice gear. And that just didn't seem like something for me. I was like, this is not for me. I'm just going to run around in a corner, you know? So, um, that's 
how it started. Now these people, they're having a lot more diverse people in the brands and then meet and then the images and more people are doing it. So it seems like something more attractive. Um, but still like, I don't see myself cause I, you know, I'm just like, you know, tall glasses. I felt I'm like, I'm like kind of goofy. Uh, I just still don't see myself there. But when I started in 2017, like the through hiking, I just, you know, my look was not seen there. So and I also, at that point, I was going through a lot of the people who go to the, who do the PCT go, are going through a lot. People are outside. They're also probably seeking, um, something, some adventure, maybe reconnect with nature. Uh, we're all seeking something when we're out there. Um, so I just, but I just don't look like them. So I always get the notion that people see me and they're like, they think oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to hike fast. Uh, I'm just gonna, like, a, like a really slow hiker. So I just, so when I, so we're on the trail, like, you know, people would be surprised at how many miles we do. We might take, take a little bit longer to get, you know, A to B, but we'll get there. And we seize the day. I feel like we're, we, how our styles are we just cruise we're like we have all day it's the longest day of the year like you can like the, the sun comes up at like six and it sets like at nine so there's like you know 15 hours of the day and you can still get those 20 25 miles you can just take your time and some people like have their own philosophies of hiking and we just have just cruising we're taking our time and, and so i felt like people didn't like no, they only saw their style. And then when they see us or see me, they just don't think we're going to make it. We're going to do that much. And, um, and it's, and it's, it's frustrating because it's like, you know, like what it was like, like, is it how I look? Is it how I appear? Like, how is this about perception? <laughs> you know, it's all about, we're doing the same thing. Like, and sometimes like, you know, that can come out as a question it's like oh you're here or you made it this far it can be seen really nice and pleasant but it's like why I'm getting these questions like I wish I got questions like oh how's your hike doing you know like oh like something like oh how are you feeling right now like oh what are you like you know these are conversations that I wish people would have or it's or kind of that's how you engage um that's how I would approach people but instead you get these questions about about like uh I guess it's, yeah, like, oh, you made it this, or comments like that. So I'm like, that makes me frustrated. It's like, and it makes me think, it's like, are you asking that because, like, I don't look like I'll make it? And then I started like, going this big, black, deep hole of thoughts. And I'm thinking, like, would you ask if I was, a, you know, a white male? And that's usually how I often end it. It's like, is, is this something that I've, that you would ask another dude? And I don't think they would. <laughs> so, but these are things and like, and, and, and the things that's most frustrating about all of this with like the microaggressions, implicit bias, stereotypes, is that I come across is that it's all based on emotion. And it's just the, so nothing is like stated. Like not, you'll, like, if you just read between the lines, you'll think it's a normal conversation. Even talking about it, it seems fine. But, the, but, but, you know, like all these little subtle hints and the context of the situation, that's when you have to be more alert about. And I guess being Latina, um, something that I've, realize I to pay closer attention to a reevaluate situation um, because it's really important. I realize it for me to identify it because otherwise I'm living this life of just like, you know, thinking like, just thinking that this is okay. If I don't think about it, analyze it or like, you know, like I'm like, then how would, then like this, this is, people are acting that way. How's this ever going to be 
solved if I don't recognize it or talk about it. It's going to keep going on. And even though it's the most frustrating topic ever, because it's all based on emotion <laughs> and like, you know, reading and, you know, emotional intelligence, like it's, uh, it's the one thing that people will pick you apart over. Cause it's like, no, cause they will just say, Oh, I was just joking around or I didn't mean it that way. And then it just goes in this whole big like whoop. So it's just like, so that is just the one of the topics they want to talk about that has bothered me a lot. That's one thing I, I love about your social media and your Instagram is you put on there, you, you, you love outdoor education and mm-hmm. it's not just the gear, but you're willing to have the, talk about those hard things that, mm-hmm. you know, people necessarily don't want to talk about like implicit bias and microaggressions and, and your experience uh, as a woman of color on the trail. Um, question though, for, for you, so, so, what could someone like me do to help in in that in fighting microaggressions and implicit bias and the issues with gear and gear companies um without you know i, I guess pandering I, I think the temptation for yeah for for a, a lot of people is just to you know put it out there on instagram so they look woke they look cool um, yeah and and actually instead of just doing it so you get more likes on instagram do it because you like me, I genuinely want to see change. I, w- I, gen- I genuinely want to see inclusion, but I don't know what I don't know. So what could someone like me do to to help you and other people of color and people and, and women and, and the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community and other people who are just excluded from the outdoors? What could I do to help uh, fight the fight? I think, um, so there's, yeah, so there's, that's a really good question. And I forgot to answer the other one because <laughs> I went on to the, um, I went on about my the other implicit bias, microaggressions and stereotypes. One thing is that I always felt like is education. It's a really important topic. And also talking about the things no one talks about and the toxic guilt culture. I mean, it's so overall, you know, people assume that it's the biggest struggles is that, you know, people don't feel like, I guess, you don't look like hikers. Um, I also I identify that I thought it was at some sort of elite club that you need like certain like tools to do it. I guess it just, it'd be great just to kind of talk about it, you know, more casually and talk about like the fears or kind of go over the, going over, like just making it seem more accessible and that anyone can do it. Um, you know, like, well, anyone can do it if they're prepared for it. Um, cause I always see that, um, that being prepared is a way to be successful. And I, and then, cause right now I see a lot of people are just posting like pictures and images and just saying, I'm here. But like, what does that mean? Like, that means nothing to me because I, I just, now I know there's a place I can go but I don't know if I can get there. I know nothing about it. I don't know. Like, 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 what does that mean to me? So I think that just posting, you know, just sharing something beyond where you are, but something like a tip, a recommendation, something that that person can see themselves in and that they can do it. Because that's what like motivated me to get out there is that my partner did not question my ability at all. He just like, he just guided me through it and showed me a whole new perspective of hiking. And that just blew my mind away. And regarding like, you know, on the trail specifically and avoiding microaggressions and implicit bias and 
um, stereotypes is just like, you know, just, just like, just being more conscious of it when you're on the trail. Um, meaning that like, if you like, if you see someone struggling, like, or someone like, you can tell when someone's new, I just know it's someone's like having a difficult time, just saying hi, asking how's your hike, you know, um, just trying to like be, make them feel welcomed. And it's not like, you know, like a, you know, I hate thinking of like a white savior complex, whatever. It's just making people feel at home, do what you will usually do and just be open to do it to everyone. Um, and, um, you know, make that, just make it overall that's the feeling like you know this is for everyone and educate everyone about any of these tips or tricks you have um just being just be more mindful of it and i think that will go a long way um because i yeah i think it will go a long way to make people feel included making feel like they can like they have they can do this and that with the right tools and a you know with the um being prepared that they can make it happen and I think, I think, I think I kind of mixed it in together. I don't know if I answered it properly. Oh, you did. You did. <laughs> and, and thank you just for, for, for being, being vulnerable and, and, uh, just, just putting it out there and sharing your experience. I know it, you know, it's, 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 it's not easy. And, um, just thank you for that. And kind of shifting gears here a little bit, your, your Instagram yeah. handle is hike and lift. And, um, recently with hiking, I've also got in, got into go before the pandemic got into going to the gym and i was for lack of a better term i kind of became a gym rat as well i was in the gym you know 5 a.m every morning um and the pandemic but then the pandemic hit so it's like how do i you know, balance this and i'm figuring that out but on my instagram like the gym and lifting world and the hiking world seem to be these two different things yet i've seen on yours you kind of have this holistic approach to, to that kind of talk a little bit about your, your experience with with not just hiking but like, you know, heavy lifting and, you know, I, I see what you're putting on your Instagram. I'm like, wow, like you've kind of seen, it, it speaks to me as someone who likes to heavy lift in the gym, but loves to, you know, you know, put 12 miles out in a day on the trail. You don't usually see those two things together. Just talk a little bit about how that came about and your, your passions for, for lifting and hiking and how they are different and how they kind of work together. Yes, that's a great question. And, um, and what kind of, started this is because for the Pacific Crest Trail, I mean, I was always into weightlifting. And for the Pacific Crest Trail, I got into heavy lifting because, um, because since we didn't, I didn't have as much access out there. I just knew that like, I'm going to be carrying a backpack. And if I want to carry a backpack with 30 pounds, like it means that I'm going to probably be like, I need to like, get my back really strong. I need to get my legs really strong and you can't go hiking every day, like eight to 10 miles. I got to do something for this strength training. And like I said, cause I'm not an experienced like backpacker through hikers. Like I got to do something so I can be ready out there. And for me, it just made sense to, to, to do heavy lifting. Um, and what surprised me the most is that when we were on the trail, I actually felt strong. I felt good. And I felt like, I, even though we were like, I said, cruising, we lasted like almost 2,300 miles. And my primary training was like, I, I ran, like I did a Stairmaster with like the, um, you know, with a weighted vest and I weight lifted like five times a week and I did a hike once a week. And I was like, I, 
did all that. <laughs> and I still hiked 2,300 miles. And I was like, obviously it worked. And that was like kind of the biggest takeaway. It worked. So, um, I got really into it. And, um, and when I got, I got more into it, I guess I did it properly after the trail. And that blew my mind to how every single time when I weightlift and I really loved like lifting heavy weights and like, you know, with squats, it's really good because I realized that with your backpack, you have to like bend down sometimes, or you have to do, I guess, step up and with the, with weight. So I just felt, I felt great. And you like, and you also need to work on your hamstrings or quads, but your, your back is really important too, because you're carrying that weight on your back. And because I also had other things, too, I had a back issues beforehand. Actually, I also have, I fractured my hip. So I figured that like the best thing for me to prevent, make sure my injuries don't flare up is I got to like, my muscles need to be strong as possible and I need to be ready for this. And so then, um, I, so this, I've been, that's why I still continue weightlifting. And then when I started doing like deadlifts and I got really into like maxi now, like I can, my, I think my max was like 250, 265, but every single time I hit that trail, no matter if it's like 12, 14 miles and even though I haven't hiked, I still feel good. Like I feel strong and, um, and I focus on my lower body a lot. Um, and it's funny cause my, my, my partner, he does a lot of, he's a, he's a guy, he does a lot of upper body stuff. Um, I call it upper body, upper body stuff. Cause I'm a girl. That's what you call it. That's what happens when you're a girl. Like, yeah, arm stuff, you know, but I kind of I do know the, the lingo. I just still continue saying that. Cause I think it's funny. <laughs> um, but no, because I focus on my lower body, like we do hikes. And even though he works in the parks, like because of we have a steep inclines or declines, like I, like the next few days, like he is experiencing like soreness. I'm not. And he's like, how are you not sore? It's like, cause I work out like five times, a, like, you know, three to five times a week. And I focus on a lot of my lower body and back and it, sh- and it shows to that day. So that's why I'm a firm believer, like you know, like I, I still do what I love weightlifting and, but I do it with attention that no matter what happens, that it will make me prepared for that hike. Even if my schedule is limited, even if I can't go on a hike like once a week, like I, like I would, I would prefer that when I get back out there, I'm still strong because my muscles have been worked out. They're ready for it. My back can handle any weight. Um, and yeah, and so it's, it's the most amazing feeling ever. And and that sense of confidence, especially as a, to me as a female, that confidence is, I need as much confidence as possible. I need every ounce and I'll seek everywhere to get it because it it's, it's, I need it. Like I, I, I need it more because I don't see myself out there. So I'm, I'm still, I still think myself relatively even new, even though I've been doing this for a while. So having that thing, I like, you know, walking the trail thinking I can lift, I lift so much. Like I can do this is not a problem. Like I, I can do it. And every single time it works out beautifully. So I'm a firm believer of like of that, that technique, whether that's your jam or not, it works for me. <laughs> but if, if, if you don't know what to do, like, and you like weightlifting, go for it. Like, I think, I think it's something that should be promoted more. Um, you know, but it's not, so I'm glad I can talk about it because like it, you'd be surprised on what you can do. Com- completely agree. I know for myself, I started feeling, when I started working more on back doing squats and deadlifts. 
I, I noticed getting off the trail, I would be a lot less sore. And then getting onto a new trail, I'd be like, wow, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. It's so important. And maybe, you know, the thing's not for you, but working those muscles and getting your body prepared for it, I think is, is, is so important. And uh, it prevents injury. I, I haven't been injured crossing my fingers. haven't been injured, ma- a major injury uh, once this year, which for me is huge because uh, I'm a bit of a klutz. And so it's just, it's so important to, uh, you know, work those muscles the best you can, however that is for you, whether that's going to the gym or whatever else. Exactly. And what I haven't been injured too, and I knock on wood, like since I started like getting into this, um, I haven't got injured on the trail. And I, I like to think I'm a klutz too. I think my trekking poles too, but also my stabilizers are muscles because like there's been times like, oh my goodness, like it was, we went to Yosemite and we we're going downhill. My shoes were bad. I almost could have slipped in like so much, but because I've my muscles, I worked my muscles a lot. They're able to like prevent me from falling and just like make, making sure that I, 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 I didn't eat dirt or hurt myself. So I couldn't be more fortunate. Absolutely. <laughs> so just closing out here overall, how has hiking changed you both the community, the physical act of hiking, the culture, how has it changed you for the better? It has changed me like I thought it was a whole 180 flip that happened in my life. Um and part of that, like it keeps coming down to it was like I guess it was the art of slowing down um and reconnecting with nature because you know, I guess it's something maybe because I was young and I was always seeking the chase and adrenaline rush, and that to me equated just you know, just running to a destination. But, you know, when I was able to force myself to be like, you're hiking, you know, like, and, you know, this is a time to, un- to unwind, um, going your own pace or hiking your own hike, you know, looking everywhere around you for once, like I'm, you know, I work in like within, you know, marketing. So I'm always on in the front of the computer. This is my time just to be cut away from everything. Um, you know, like like look at the wildlife around you like what do I see what do I hear um is there anything new like just be more present um and just em- yeah, embrace the present because usually I feel like we're you know I'm at home I'm working whatever I'm always thinking of the past future I'm never really in the present so it's it's a beautiful place it's a beautiful thing to be a part of to recognize and I thought that I had that with running but when I started hiking it's like it's a completely different thing and it and I thought like running was therapeutic but this is like hiking because I slowed down I actually can stop I can stop at a bench and just eat lunch I can be there for a long time there's no time limit all the time limit is just when the sun sets and when um the water and my seaweed situation but it's just like, it just blew my mind away that I can have like, this type of experience that, and then I don't really like hear about that whole experience enough. I just, all I saw was just pictures, you know, I just, that's all I knew is like pictures in a magazine and pictures like on like a social media post, but it, I never like see the, the experience and, um, and it's just very like, soothing, calming just to be reconnected. And then and then what I love the most with like with um, hiking with my partner is making some like a special something very special between both of us. I feel like we bond um, more than we we do at home because you're just us two in nature. There's no devices. It's just 
me and him talking over a campfire, talking over food. And it feels so special just to have anything just like a race and just to be outside in nature. So it's just been this, just this like huge, like it just yeah, it changed my life completely to have this. And it's something that, um, that I've learned to take personally. I, take, take, I mean, something that I've learned to embrace the, the art of slowing down in my personal life because I realized that was an issue I just always had. I'm always on the go, on the move. So I realized to take that, to bring it home and remember to slow down. And, you know, I can always step outside when needed and take a walk. And because of that, actually, I take a lot more walks now than ever because um, I realized that was something that I needed just this time just to step away from my where I am and just and take a breather, to, to take a walk, see what's out there. And, um, you know, even that with doing that with my partner, it doesn't have to be a hike and be just going for a walk. And maybe just also taught me to, you know, it's really good to put away my phone. It's good to, just to be cut off from, I guess, be cut off as much as you can, even though you're at home, you have inter internet, but it's just a good practice. And then with the community, um, the community has been amazing and so welcoming um, and supportive. Uh, as I mentioned before with running, that it's something that I sought out. And and that's what made me like, love the, through hiking, the, the hiking community even more because I felt that with hiking, I was like, whoa, there's a whole other community just like that. And that just like made me like want to seek it out more because... Um, as people who are supportive and people who want you to have that and who understand and relate. So that, that made it me want to go back more and more and more. Um, so yeah, it's been one of the most amazing things. And I, and I, sometimes I wish I could have had it earlier, but I'm glad that I have it now because, um, you know, seeing like, seen everything and how like it blew my mind, changed <laughs> my mind. And it, you know, created this like special bond between me and my, 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 my partner. I'm always left to think because I started like late, like late meaning my, like my, you know, like my late twenties is that I, that's never too late for someone to have this. And even if you're like, you're like, you know, your twenties, thirties, forties, you can always have this and it's still out there. And it makes me just think about like everyone else that maybe he, he doesn't understand this. And this is why I'm like, I want everyone to have this experience. Like, it sh like you know, and, um, you know, and hope they start whenever they can. And that's what I end up feeling. It's like, I just wish like everyone could have this. And that's why I continue to post what I do online because I, you know, I, just for that one instant, like someone's questioning it. Should I do this? Should I go on this hike? Like do it. Like, I, you can have this too and nature is for everyone so and, and it's accessible you don't have to have fancy gear and then you can do it you can just do in your for me I started in my running shorts and my running like my running shirt you know um, of course my shoes had proper thread but I just really wish that everyone could have this and um yeah so that's how it changed me and I now I just want everyone to have it Heather thank you so much for coming on the hiker podcast where can people follow you online and, and see what you're you're writing and you're putting out there into the world you can find me um at hikeandlift.com i have a website and you can also find me on um instagram too awesome and is all the links for your instagram on hikeandlift.com 
Yes. Awesome. Heather, thank you so much for coming on and uh, talking to us here on the Hiker Podcast. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Hey, all thank you so much for listening the whole way through. Again, if you want to find out more about the Hiker Podcast, find out different ways to listen or follow us on Instagram. When I say us, I mean me. Uh, or on Facebook. Go to hikerpodcast.com for all the various stuff and kind. Again, just thank you so much for listening and for supporting me. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Andy Films and Hikes. I'm posting there constantly about my day hikes and adventures here in Southern Oregon. And yeah, guys, thank you so much for supporting, for listening. Um, starting in the new year, there are going to be some new stuff, some different ways to support um, this podcast. And I just want to put it out there now that, you know, I'm super grateful to all of you all who have been supporting me in different ways and people like Sawyer and Anchor who have supported the show. And uh, we're just going to look for some different ways to engage with the community of hikers as a podcast and um, starting some sort of something where, I don't know, stick, I don't know. Anyways. Oh, also, if you want stickers, hit me up in the DMs of uh, my Instagram or the Hiker Podcast Instagram. I'll send you some stickers because I like stickers. Hikers love stickers. With that, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Hiker Podcast. Hiker Podcast.